What I wanted to talk about today is uh, um, found in uh, Galatians chapter 6, 9, and 10. And, and uh, before I head there, uh, lots going on. Uh, you've seen through the videos today all the things that are going on in Oakton, and, and that's just for the month of June. Uh, we got three VBSs in July that we're gearing up for, and, and just a lot of things going on in the body of Christ. So make sure and read your bulletin. Uh, a lot of good things going on. I will tell everybody on the 15th of, uh, uh, 16th and 17th of uh, June after the uh, Wild Youth Camp Out, Karen and I are going to stay at the lake and, and on the Friday the 15th and Saturday the 16th, anybody wants to come over and just hang out. We've rented that site. It's group site, Rourke Bluff West, and it's paid for. You can just come out and hang out with us. Uh, just going to have a good time in the Lord. Uh, Oakton Carthage. Uh, our satellite church is going to be going over on Father's Day the 17th. That's what they voted to do. And so they're going to be there on the 17th on that, that Sunday. And any of you that want to come over and join us there, that would be great too. We'll still be having services here at Central. But, but just wanted to put that out there. But what God's put on my heart today is, is again, out of Galatians 6, uh, 9, and 10. I'm going to read it from the ESV and then I'm going to read it with you, and we'll have it on the overhead here in a second from the Amplified uh, Concordance. So anyway, uh, let's do this now. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, let us to do good to everyone, especially to those who are in the household of the faith. And God put this scripture on my heart. I think a lot of it was because... Uh, uh, it seems like that it's so easily to get focused on on the things that are going on and maybe sometimes the negative things that are going on in our life and 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 they start to outweigh the positive things going on in our life and and that's what the lord showed me is that that i was letting a lot of the the day-to-day things that that were minute and very little affect me overall that there's a lot of great things going on in the body of christ here at oakton and he really opened that up to me when I went overseas because I didn't have to, I, could, I just focused on what was in front of me. And boy, did I see God move. Uh, I saw it, and I don't say this prideful, but, but God was with me and God was beside me and God was moving. And, and it was so just refreshing to me that way. But one night the Lord spoke to me, said, Kent, it's that way in the States. I'm with you just the same here. I'm behind you just the same here. I've anointed you just the same here. You're doing just the same things here, but you're getting focused on the negative more than the positive. And so the scripture that came to mind is don't grow weary in doing good. And that's the thing that God is trying to put on my heart that, 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 that we need to be focusing on God and, and staying in there and not on the other. But let's read this from the Amplified. It said, and let us not lose heart and grow weary and faint in acting nobly and doing right. For in due time and at the appointed season, we shall reap if we do not loosen and relax our courage and faith. So then on occasion and opportunity, open up to us. Let us do good morally to all people, not only being useful or profitable to them, but also doing what is for the spiritual good and advantage. Be mindful to be a blessing, especially to those of the household of faith, those belonging, those who belong to God's family with you, the believers. And I want us to really hang on that, that we're supposed to treat everybody good, but especially 
the body of believers here, the Oakton body. And I know we have guests today, but wherever you guys go to church and attend church, you're to do good here, but especially at home. You're to especially to be unified with your people at home. And anyway, there's four points that the Lord's put upon my heart today. And the first one is, let us not grow weary, tired, and doing good. The second is, in due season, we will reap. Point three, when we grow weary of doing good, we'll leave ourselves vulnerable for Satan. And I'll get into that a little bit deeper. And then four is especially to those who are in the household of Oakton, the faith. So let's just get her going. Father, we just come to you. You're, you're, you're here. And Father, uh, we ask that you open our ears and, and speak to us. Lord, we want to hear from you through your word today. Father, I ask that you save lives, that you change lives, that you renew us and fill us with your Holy Spirit today, that we go out stronger than when we came in. In Jesus' name, amen. Let us not grow weary, tired of doing good, uh, acting nobly by doing right, as it was saying up here. Good from the SV means that you're just doing things right. You're doing good things. Uh, Noble and amplified is acting in a way that shows fine personal qualities or high moral principles. Uh, man, it's just doing excellent and doing good in the things of God. And we're all doing some good things. We could, I could name a hundred good things that we're doing. You know, we are, we could hold the door open for somebody. We could, we could uh, send somebody a letter in the mail. There's a million things that we could do to, to do good things. And we could go on and on and on about those things. One that jumped in my mind that, that hit me is I don't even know where we were at. We've been on the plane so many times, but as usual, we were behind and we were running, trying to catch our flight, got to an escalator. And there's this lady wrestling this big old bag and people were coming in around and pushing through, pushing her out of the way. And her husband ditches her and gets on the escalator and goes to the top and leaves her fighting this bag, and I'm thinking, you idiot, what are you doing? So that wasn't doing good because I thought he was an idiot, you know, but, but, but I reached down and I grabbed the bag of the gal and I set it over on the escalator and I grabbed her and put her over on the escalator and we went to the top. And all the way up, she goes, you're such a good boy. You're such a good guy. And man, I did my good deed for the day, but, but there's so many things that we can do that are good. And Christ is telling his church that we need to not grow weary in doing these good things. We need to press in and, and excel in these things. We need to, to, to want to explode in these things. Jesus said to us, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously good. And he will give you everything you need. And that's what the Lord's trying to put on us in today. Don't go... Don't grow weary of doing good, but press in to the good things, the righteous things, the things of God, and you'll have everything you need. You'll have every need met. And I want to encourage you in that today to excel in what is right. And how do we do that? We excel in what is right by following God's word. And Jesus said, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And that's something that I think the world, and to be honest with you, the church is losing sight of a lot. That God's word says it, and we do it, and that's good enough for me. So being good and excelling in good is reading the word and applying that goodness to your life and then applying it to people in your life. And that's what being good's about. Jesus thought the word was good enough that when he was tempted, that he stood on Deuteronomy, the last thing I preached to you before I left. He stood on Deuteronomy chapter 6, chapter 8, when he was going through all of his temptations. If the word's good enough for Jesus, it ought to be more than good enough for us. 
We need to stand on it and find what's good in it and press it to the world. Read it, know it. Anything you're going through, there's an answer for it in God's word. Press into that. The Lord really hit me with this morning with doing good. And it, it hit me with doing good for everyone. Uh, everyone is created in God's image. Everyone is God's child. And, and God created man in Genesis 1.27 in his image. So God wants us to be good to everyone, just not the believer, but the unbeliever. And I think a lot of times we get so caught up in, we pick and choose who we want to be good to. When God has appointed times for us to be good, he's anointed times to us to be good to people and minister into the lives of people. But so many times we look at somebody and we think, oh, they're a dirt bag or they're this or they're that. I'm not going to put any good into them. When those especially are the ones that God wants us to put good into. God wants us to express ourselves to them. A lot of us think that we may not or people may not be good enough or measure up to God and his things. But even in our reading today that we read and we're doing as a church through the book, we're going through the Bible together. We're in Proverbs. In Proverbs 17, 5 said, whoever mocks the poor insults his maker. Well, that's a dangerous place to be. A lot of times we'll mock a brother, we'll mock a sister. And guys, do you realize that everybody in this room is a child of God? Do you realize that when you're mocking somebody over here, you're mocking God? When I was a kid, people used to make fun of me for my buck teeth. And I had big teeth, but when later on in life and I played football and got into a few fights, these teeth came in pretty handy. They didn't come out. And so anyway, but, but people would make fun of me for that. And God was saying to me today as I'm reading that, man, when you're making fun of somebody for what they are and who they are, you're making fun of God, the maker, the creator. And we need to be real careful about that. We need to be real careful that we walk up and we pick at somebody and and tearing somebody down when we're going to have to answer to the maker, the one that created him or her. We've all been created in God's image and and we're all God's children. And a lot of you will think, well, you're not God's children unless you accept him. Well, I can agree that to a certain extent, but God looks at everybody as his children. God loves the unbeliever just like he loves you. God pours in the unbeliever just like he did you. We've already quoted today. Romans 5, 8 says, but God demonstrated his love for us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Christ invested in us when we were sinners. Hey, God loves everybody. Yeah, we do have to choose him. We do have to believe in him to enter eternal life and to have the full promises of God. But we need to make sure that we're good to everybody, that we treat everybody right, that these appointed and and anointed times that God puts in front of us, we don't say, well, I don't do this person, or I'm not talking to that person, or I can't do this. We go back to the idea that people were created in God's image. When Cain was was, uh, attacking Abel and trying to kill him, And God said in Genesis 9, 6, whoever sheds man's blood, by his blood shall he be shed. For in the image of God, he was made. Abel was important to God. And Cain took that away. And he was cursed because of it. When we are good to people, we're good to Jesus. And Matthew 25 comes to life for me in that. When the scripture, all of us know, when Jesus was talking to the people on his left, And they said, you know, Jesus said, you didn't minister to me. You didn't go to the prison. You didn't do this. You didn't do it when I was sick. And 
And, and, and they said, Jesus, well, what are you talking about? And he said, when you didn't do it for them, you didn't do it for me. And then he said to those on his right, man, you went to the prisons, you went to the jails, you went to the sick, you went to all this doing good for me. Thank you. And the people were like, what are you talking about, Jesus? I never saw you in prison. I never. He said, when you did it to the least of these, you did it to me. You follow me today? We are to do good to all people and to press the things of God into all people. We have opportunity, as verse, things, verse 10 says, and, and I think these opportunities that verse 10 is talking about, as we have opportunities, these are, again, anointed and appointed times to build God's kingdom. Every has the, everybody has them, and they have them every day. I believe every day you have examples of things that God has put in your life that you could be doing and making a big difference in the kingdom of God. What are you doing with it? What I'm going to share with you today is three things that the Lord did with me when I was overseas, just to kind of show you an example. And I can show you how I blew some. I can show you how that I was going to blow some, but the Lord come in and, and took care of it for me. But three things that God used for me to do that were, I think, anointed and appointed times that I had to make the conscious decision to do good in them. And the first one is slide number eight. I was asked to preach at Toronto Church in uh, and that's not slide eight, but I was asked to preach to the Toronto church. That is, I was looking at that one. So anyway, uh, in the Toronto church and they walked up, first off, they said, hey, uh, we don't have you down to preach today. You're not able to preach today. And so we're just going to do something different. And I didn't say a word. I could have got upset. You guys called, asked me to preach. What's the deal? Uh, didn't say anything. Well, then they come back later and said, well, we talked about it. We're going to give you seven minutes. Well, that's the worst thing you can tell me is tell me to preach in seven minutes. I mean, we've already been 15 now, and I haven't got even started on my sermon yet. But, but he said seven minutes, and boy, it hit me. Seven minutes with an interpreter, that means I get three minutes to put the Word of God out that he put on my heart. And again, I could have been upset. I could have got mad. I could have gotten his face, but I didn't do it. Because God anointed and appointed him as pastor of that church. And the Word says, touch not God's anointed. So if he's in charge of that church and he says seven minutes, then I do seven minutes. So I took my phone and I set it at seven minutes. And when it went off, I stopped. I honored what he said. Uh, all I wanted to do was speak the word that God told me to speak and pray for people. What well, was neat? First service, I got up and said what I wanted to say in seven minutes. Winged it, let God do his thing. And the second service, a little bit different. But both services, 10 or 20 people come up at the end for prayer. And, and wanted ministered to out of that. And of that 10 and 20, the next slide is a, a guy named Irvin or Evan, I believe his name, and he accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And the reason this is so important, he's a Muslim. And he'd been going to this church, and he'd been contemplating Christianity for weeks and weeks and weeks. And I could have got in there and said, you're not giving me the full time, I'm not going to preach you, you're just crazy, and got all upset. But God says to do good. And to follow his word. And, and, and again, when my flesh didn't feel it, I led by my spirit. And, and I did what God told me to do. I honored the pastor. And because of that, I think we were able to lead this Christ, this kid to the Lord. Uh, the neat thing about it is Altini goes, man, pastor, I've been working on him for four weeks. And he just won't give in. And I just looked at the guy and I said, it's time today, isn't it? And he goes, yeah. And Altini's like, wow. And so we had a God moment there. An appointed and anointed time. A time to experience Jesus and what he was about. The second thing there that 
that happened was in Kosovo. And, and there's just, you guys all know, there's great tension going on between the Muslims and the Christians and across the world, you see it. Uh, we'd walked in, we were, we were doing some, uh, walking through downtown, doing some shopping. And, and anyway, I went into one store and, and this lady, is the first day of Ramadan. And she said, yeah, this is our holiday and we all celebrate it. It's a great day. And I said, not all of us, I don't celebrate it. Totally offended them. Totally set him back. Carson's eyes got about this big. I didn't think before I talked. I just blurted it out. It's not my holiday. Real sarcastic and stuff. Not much opportunity there. Go to another store down the road and walked in. Gentleman, same day. Boy, it's first day of Ramadan. Great day. We're celebrating this and that. And I said, well, you know, uh, uh, I'm a Christian. But anyway, we just started talking. And he knew I was a Christian and I shared my faith with him. He shared with me and he looked at me and he said, you know, he goes, we're not going to agree, but he goes, we can be friends. And he gave me a gift for both of my kids and, and, and to take home to my children, which is a big thing to them. They don't have money. Now, a lot of you say, well, you agreed to be friends. Hey, I got to share what, my heart about the gospel. And I believe that Jesus is, is, is the man. And I believe that when I do what he tells me to do and I share that it's his worry now. And I'm believing that guy, the Lord's going to work on him. And so these are anointed and appointed times we can take and do with them what we want or we can not do anything with them. We can avoid them. We can walk away from them. Another time was uh, uh, we were in Germany and, and was on the bus with this girl. And, and anyway, she had, uh, her name was Kai. And you could tell she was really nervous. And I got out of her. She was from Korea. So the first thing that goes through my mind is it North Korea or South Korea. And, 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 and I'm thinking, well, she couldn't be here. She's North Korea. And I mean, this is what's going through my mind instead of the, how I can minister to her or how I can do these things with her. And as we began to travel, she got off the bus and, and, and we all went out for a break and we we're coming back in, getting ready to leave. And she runs on the bus with this great big bag and she sets it two seats in front of us and then blitz off the bus, takes off. And I went up to the instructor and I said, uh, this gal is sitting by me and, and she's not here anymore. And what's up with that? And he goes, there wasn't no Korean girl sitting by you. And he goes, she was, she's, they're all on the bus. Everybody's accounted for. And so we're taking off. All that's going through my mind, and you're all going to think I'm crazy, is there's a bomb on the bus. <laughs> and, and, and I'm sweating this out. There's a bomb on the bus. And I want to check the bag. And so I'm praying, Lord. I don't want to get excited. I don't want to make a scene, all this stuff. Well, we stopped in like 10 minutes. I get off. I told the instructor everything, and she left the bag up here, and we left her. Well, we didn't leave anybody. And I finally said, I'm going to go check the bag. If you don't check the bag, I'm going to check the bag. Well, went out, and we're walking around. About then, Kai gets off this other bus, and she's running through the, the, the area just in panic. And, and Harold and I looked at her, and we yelled at her name, and she came running up to us. So delighted to see us that it was something to cut, relate with home. And boy, I felt about that tall that this girl was feeling helpless and alone and lost. And I thought she had a bomb. <laughs> and so how we can miss these moments if we're not careful. And how that, 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 that God has put us in an anointed and appointed times that if we're not prayerful, we'll miss these good times that we can have. And anyway, we began to talk after she forgave me on the way back and and, and, and I asked her forgiveness, if you all know the truth. Uh, I, I told her, I said, forgive me for, for this. And we had a talk, and I said, are you a Christian? And, and she said, I was a believer. And she goes, then I went to college. 
and they put doubt in my mind. And she goes, I need to hear more now. And so I'm praying with Kai now that, that God will refresh her. And I explained to her how real and alive that God is. But we got these appointed times. And so many times we respond in such bad ways when we can respond in good ways. And anyway, but point two, the cool part about all this, it says in Galatians 9, let us not grow weary of doing good for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. Uh, that's something that blesses me and probably hit me the most on the trip, that sometimes you do things and you don't see a response. Well, you keep going in there and God's going to come through for you. Uh, this picture behind me there, the guy in the middle's name's Fatmir. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but, but uh, John Short worked on his car the first time I went to Albania. And John, I think, replaced the transmission or repaired the transmission. But, but this guy is... He's a good man, but whenever they won their freedom over there from the Russian rule, uh, he was out stealing light uh, insulators, excuse me, electric insulators off poles. He fell off, and it paralyzed him. And so he walks around with sticks. And so we're working. He needs this Explorer. So whatever, it was 12 years ago, whatever it was, John worked on his Explorer. Guys, all I did was John say, hand me that tool, and I'd hand it to him. I mean, I did absolutely nothing. John did everything. But he remembered that. And we were walking down out of the mountains. I don't know what day it was, Wednesday or whatever. We'd already walked seven, eight, nine, ten miles. We had another three miles to go to lunch. And, and he pulls up with his daughter there. And he's yelling for me to come over there. And of course, I couldn't understand him. But come, come ride. He knew, I knew he wanted me to ride with him. Oh, no, I'm good. And he insisted that I go with him. So I finally get in the car and I went like this as I went by all the team members because they still had to walk three miles. And, and, and we went on down to the eating place. He already knew where we were eating. And, and he, we went in there and he asked me, we, of course, neither one of us could talk, communicate. But after working through it, he was wanting to buy me the drink of my choice. And I said water, so he ordered water, but he was wanting to buy me a coffee. But he remembered that day of me just holding the stupid tool. What little good things we do can change so many lives. And how he made a point of going out of his way to be ministered to and to minister to me. And so that day was a reminder of this, this little scripture. You know, don't grow weary of doing good for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. Now I can think about Albania over there and I was trying not to get into that much because they're going to be speaking to you guys next week and I want them to tell their story. But I can remember being over in Albania, sitting in the house or the, the building that the, the church bought or whoever bought for them over there. And Gary's speaking to me, boy, it'd be awesome if we could own this building. And they own it today. And how over time that if we don't grow weary in doing good, that God will, will do the things we speak with our mouth. The other thing that, that you'll hear probably Joel and, and Carson and some of them talk about was the men in Shinmarie. Uh, Gary told me years ago that they were the softest hearted, kindest men of the whole, all the villages. And that seems to be where we're having the biggest impact right now. And again, things we speak with our mouth, we don't realize that they could be prophetic. And if we continue to press in and doing good and don't grow weary, that God will bless us and we will reap a harvest. And so you can think about things that are in your life. It may be that you're praying for a wayward son or a wayward daughter or, or a dad or mom or whatever. But the next thing I talk to you about is Jamal 
Kita, and you guys can gear this video up, and I'll holler at you when you can play it. But, but this, this guy is Altine and Beta, the missionaries' parents. Altine's a pastor in Toronto, and Beta and Elvis are the pastors in the hills. And, and this guy's their dad. And they were concerned about his salvation, have been concerned about his salvation. They lost their mother. They got a sister that's battling cancer. And, and their dad's really growing tired and weary. He fell on the, the Monday that we arrived, and, and he was at homebound in his house. He's just in poor shape. And he calls and says, will you guys come pray for me? That's a miracle. The guy called and asked for prayer, called Elvis. And so Carson and Harold and I went up while the other team were ministering up in Simmerie, went up and, and prayed with this guy. But as we were walking up there, Altine had called back and said to Elvis, he said, have Kent press in and really, really press him, get him out of his comfort zone. We need to know that he's saved. We need to know that he knows Christ. And so Elvis relayed that on. But guys, when we walked into that house, I didn't need to. The Holy Spirit was already there doing the work. Man, we cried together. We talked together. We prayed for the daughter that was battling cancer. Man, we prayed for everything. And then we got down to him, and he accepted Jesus Christ as Lord. And, and, and he said those words, and, and he had made a comment that he goes, I was baptized years ago. But he goes, I was just kind of following the crowd, and, and that was just the thing to do. But, but he made that commitment, and I said, do you want to be baptized today? And he said, yes. And guys, this is a video. Carson recorded it, and I didn't realize he'd done it, and he showed it to me, so I thought I'd show it to you. Do you believe that Jesus forgive you of your sins? Po means yes. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is Lord of your life? Do you love him with all your heart, soul, and mind? And you're just going to do your very best to serve him. Your father, we baptize Jamal. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. God has put us all anointed in appointed times, and he wants to move in our life. And, and I've taken to the extreme of salvation, but it could even go to the littlest thing I, I say here today is that that we can choose to be complainers and we can choose to bicker or we can choose to press into him and do the good things that he's called us to do. Uh, plane trip back again, I don't know which one it was on, but they lost tickets. They, they, we missed our flight. I think it was when we was going back into Germany. We missed our flight and we was trying to catch another flight. They didn't get us the right tickets. Then we get to the line and Harold has the wrong ticket. And just on and on, I could have blew up a hundred times, but just pressing into being good and doing what God's calling. And on the inside, guys, I wasn't happy. I was miserable inside. I wanted to blow up and tear into somebody, but I kept saying, Lord, help me and get me through this and, and, and just continue to do what was right. And anyway, we, we finally get on the plane and we're one of the last ones on the plane. And I go to my seat and there's a guy sitting in my chair. Lydia goes to her seat and there's a girl sitting in her seat. Harold goes to her chair, his chair, and there's somebody sitting in his chair. CJ goes to her chair, and there's somebody sitting in it. They double booked us. 
And, and I was, again, upset, and I asked the guy to see his ticket, and he showed me, and I showed him mine, and I said, can I just sit on your lap, please? <laughs> you know, I just want to get out of here. And he laughed, and we had a good time. And then the, every stewardess had to look at his ticket and my ticket. I, I kid you not. And then I just stayed in there, and guess what? I got first class. Look at the picture here. Uh, <laughs> First class. Are you going to show that one? Is it up there? They have, there we go. You had it. Then you lost, we lost it. But I got a meal. And then me and Lydia took a picture to rub it in Carson's face. That's okay. That wasn't doing good. But you can still rub stuff in people's face, right? But we had to let them know about it. And so anyhow, God is faithful. Third point today that I want to make. When we do grow weary and we do give in to our flesh, we leave ourselves vulnerable for Satan's attack. And we see that right from the beginning of the Bible when Cain and Abel are into it. And, and Abel's sacrifice was better than Cain's and, and, and Cain just got all upset. And, and God looked to him and he said to him, if you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. Some versions of the Bible there will say a demon is crouching at your door waiting for you to make a mistake. And God is saying to us, just do what is right, just do what is good. But the opposite of that, when we do grow weary and we do back off and we give into our flesh, Satan is there to pounce. I remember picking up a guy from the jail that had had gotten a DWI, picked him up, was taking him home, and he said, Pastor, that's the first time that I drank in six months, and I got caught. I can remember talking to girls that got pregnant. Pastor, I've never had sex with my boyfriend. That was the only time that I ever did. When we grew weary and we give into situations, Demons are crouching, ready to nail us and kill, steal, and destroy. And that's the opposite of doing good. And, and we want to be real careful that we press in. But I wanted to say that third point today and, and press into that, that, that third point today because I think it is important and, and don't want to spend a lot of time on it. But I'm going to wrap it up on this point with Proverbs 17.9. Whoever covers an offense seeks love. But he who re repeats a matter separates. And I think that's a lot of time that that there is, it's just that simple. And everything I've talked to you about today, we can choose to be offended or we can choose not to be offended. And what they're saying here is that you can take an offense and cover it in love or you can take an offense and gossip about it. And that's what good and that's what evil does. And when you do the good side, you're covered. And when you do the other side, Satan's going to eat your lunch. And so you repent quickly and ask the Lord to cover you. The last point I want to make today, and I'll close with this point today, but it says especially to our own, especially to those who are in the household of faith. In other words, this body. And again, to the visitors who are here today, it's where your home church is. You're to be good to everybody, but you're to especially be good to the church body here today. And the Lord really started dumping on me the first service, and so I wrote this down, and I wanted to share it again today with you guys. But does the church embrace Christ 
and his mission statement. Do you embrace that vision and compassion, especially for the one God's called Oakton to do? In other words, Oakton's got a vision, vision and a mission statement, and you see it every Sunday, go, save, disciple, sin. You saw it in the video today. God has called Oakton, based on Mark 16, 15, to go, save, disciple, sin. Are you on board, especially with what God has called us to do here? You know, we sing the song today, and, and I wrote it down. We're like a bridegroom waiting for her. We're like a bride waiting for her groom. That church ready for that Christ. Is that really our heart today? Are we embracing the things that God has called us to do here at Oakton? Are we embracing the, the children's camp that's coming up this next week? Are we embracing the, 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 the service we had today, Promotion Sunday? be honest with you guys, I think everybody in this room should have been at Promotion Sunday. And I don't mean that to browbeat you, but that's our children. And man, there's some children that did some great accomplishments that have done some things for God. And as a body of Christ, that should be important to us. Are we embracing the things that God has called us to do, especially as a body? Are we embracing children's camp that's going to be with us this week, that's going to be ministering to our children and it's going to be ministering to children outside the church. Are we going to be looking for God-appointed opportunities to minister to a parent that brings a child in this week? Are we getting behind the vision that God's called us to do? Well, pastor, I can't be there, but you can pray. You know, we got people, all lots of people on vacation right now, but you can still pray and cover what we're doing in this body. Are you aware of your surroundings? Are you looking around and looking for God-appointed times in this body, especially? Do you guys realize we had a four-year-old walk around this body today? We had a four-year-old walking through this whole body today. You know what happened? They lived two houses down, and the kid saw everybody come to church, and he just, or she, whatever, just walked down here. Just walked down. The parents didn't catch it. And Amy and I think another one took the child back home. And to make sure that the parents didn't drop them off and just leave, and they didn't, the child wandered down here. Are we aware of these God-appointed times? And then I looked at Amy and I said, so are you here, by the way? They may have came down. But, but, but if you're here, it's a great story. But, but I said, Amy, did you guys realize that was a God-appointed time to minister to that family? Are we looking especially at our surroundings around us? Do you guys realize what's going on in our body? Dr. Miller is selling his business. Doc's at the first service today. He's okay with me talking about this. Oh, man, there's all kinds of good rumors going around Lamar. I've heard them all. I heard he's joined the military, and I'm thinking, he can't even get through boot camp. You know? I've heard all these things. And are we especially aware of our people? Are we especially looking out for their good? Do we say, yeah, I heard that too. He's going into boot camp and staying, instead of saying, yeah, I don't know, let's pray about it. But yeah, he sold his practice. And yeah, he's working for the veterans um, hospital, VA or whatever, in Mount Vernon. And he, they're starting a satellite in Joplin. Yeah, give the Lord praise. He's happy. Doc's happy. Man, he said, I go to work nine to five. He's on a team with us now that he could never do to before. God's blessing his life. He's excited right now. We need to especially know what's going on in our body, in our house. Uh, this other deal you guys may not even be aware of, but the school petition that went before liberal, 
I spent hours of praying on that. We had three different views in this church. And we need to be aware of our surrounding our children and the best interests of our children. And liberal had this deal before them and they were discussing it. And guys, I was reading your Facebooks and listening and praying with you. Are we especially aware of what's going on in our body? Are we looking out for the good of those that are in this body? Do we care about what's going on in our life? And I look at Mike Kelly and Ann Kelly. Mike's up representing the state of Missouri and what's going on with Governor Grydens. And we vote him in. Are we especially aware of Mike and, and lifting him in prayer? Are we aware of what's going around in our body? And these are kind of big things. But, but yesterday, Rose Compton got married. Are we aware? Are we, 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 we care? Man, I challenged the last point I shared yesterday with them that, that God has brought these two together and no one's to break them apart. That's scripture. And they're going to come to you at times and, and want you to, to give them advice. And the advice you give them is either going to build a relationship up or tear them down. God wants you to do good. We need to build each other up, lift each other up, stand in the gap for each other. Especially, especially here. Especially in this body. When somebody loses, or I don't want to say the word lose because of their believer, man, they're gaining. But when a loved one passes on to God, man, do we, do we come around our people? Do we care what's going on with them? How many know when the team Liberia is even coming home? They're seven hours ahead of us. They're leaving today at 3.30, our time, and they're coming home. And I'm not browbeating you guys today, but do we especially know what they're doing? They had a baptismal yesterday, and they baptized people. Man, lives are changing. Do you especially know? Man, Oakton, Carthage, man, things are popping down there. Thursday night, they had 180 people at the pool party. 180 people. Are we jealous? Are we especially happy that God is moving there? Man, it was neat to hear that Alt or Al, I got too many people. Embar um, was going around talking to all the new people, and I said to Amy, "Is it is it is it mainly Spanish or what?" She said, "Dad is a good mix." We were just loaded out. Are you especially aware of what's going on around you? Are you aware at your job that people need Jesus and, and, and that he wants you to touch their lives? Don't grow weary in doing good. And where I started out with today is I was growing weary in doing good because I was focusing on the negative too much when there's a lot of positive going on. We get to focusing on our jobs and, and all the things that isn't going to amount to hill of beans in 100 years. When we need to be focusing on the creator. In our relationship with him. God's number one. Your relationship with God. Number one. Your spouse is number two. Your children's number three. You notice that order? Children on our head of your spouse. Are we especially aware of that? And trying to help people in the body that may be struggling with that. They may be struggling with their marriage. Oh yeah, they do treat you like dirt. Which just, you should end it. Yeah, you should end it. And then the fourth thing I believe is the church. 
And then everything else is after that. Are we especially aware that God's number one, our wife's or spouse's are number two, our children are number three, and our church is number four, and everything else comes after that? Because nothing matters after that in 100 years. And I'm not saying that your job you can't witness there. I'm not saying that at all. But don't grow weary in doing good because God wants to produce to harvest. And God's just getting started here at Oakton. It's just getting started. And that's what he keeps telling me. I preached it to the group on Friday down there. We're doing a lot of good things. We're doing a lot of good things. But if we focus on what I'm talking about today, we're going to do a lot of great things. Where we don't tell God who we're going to minister to, we just minister when he tells us to. That we're looking at God-appointed times. And we realize we're anointed to do that. Again, this isn't a browbeating sermon. This is lifting you up because I know what God wants to do. And we're heading there. So praise team, if you want to come forward today. Hey guys, I got done before noon today. (laughs) Not done yet. (laughs) That that was my wife, thank you. Was that a good thing? Was that a good thing? Yeah, yeah. Happy birthday, Mike. Who's? Happy birthday, Alex. Don't know you from Adam, but happy birthday anyway. So we're to, we're to do good. Yeah, yeah, to do good. So happy birthday, Alex. Yeah. yeah. Happy birthday. What's your name? Yeah. You love me, though. Just keep your shoes on. All right. If you're here today and you haven't accepted Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, uh, it's time. And it's time to quit procrastinating and do it because it'll be the best thing you've ever done. And I'll be up here at these altars to pray with you. But again, I really want you to take a look at your life today. First off, are you looking for these good opportunities that God anointed in point in times? And if you're not, I want you to pray to God and ask you that he shows you. Because I guarantee you, every one of you are going through them every day. He's putting them in front of you. And the other one is that if you're growing weary, it's time to repent and say, Lord, get my eyes on you. If you need to forgive somebody, that's been on my heart all day today, that there may be unforgiveness in here. And you need to forgive somebody. That's uh, Joel, what he said earlier is right on the button. But God's dealt with you today, and you know what he's dealt with you with, about. And so lift it in prayer, because that's a God-appointed time and moment. And that's a good start just to deal with what he's put upon your heart. Amen? Amen. Praise team.